Welcome to Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft, podcast hosted by me, Lilith Amberley. If you're exploring witchcraft for something beyond the aesthetic, if some social media platforms make you cringe and say, that's not me, if you're looking to build a practice that enhances your life, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft. Now, before we get started, I do have an announcement to make, and that is registration closes in a few days for Jumpstart Your Magical Practice. Jumpstart Your Magical Practice is my four-week online course, and it begins on May 1st. I created this course for the newer witch or for the witch that needs a reboot to be able to set a foundation that makes your magic work. This is a course geared toward achievement. For those of you who attended my free workshop last week, Setting Intentions That Work, you know that results are all about getting focused and getting actionable. This course helps you to create your magic around those actions and to help you achieve success. As I said, it's a four-week course there's one module with several lessons dropped to you each week. We'll have a weekly Q&A, and you're also going to have an opportunity to send me your goals and your spellcraft for feedback if you so choose. You also get free access to my mini course, Moon Magic Back to the Basics. Now, best of all, there is a 30-day satisfaction guarantee with this course, although I know you're not going to need it. But here's the thing. This course is $199, which to some people may not seem like much, but to others, that's a lot of money to spend on an online course. So if you take the course, you do the work, and at the end of the four weeks, you don't think it was worth your while, you just let me know because I don't want you to finish the course feeling like you've wasted your money. So if you're thinking about registering, do it now because registration closes in just a few days. If now is not the right time for you, I'm probably going to run this course again, but I don't know exactly when that's going to be. It will probably be later in the summer. So go to witchlifeacademy.lilithamberley.com forward slash get started. The link will be in the show notes. So let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode is about tending to our spirit. And I chose this topic based on a question that came in to The Witch Is In. The question came from Anna, and their question was, how do I ensure the direction of my magic to free me of the shackles of my past that plagued me with guilt, failure, and spiraling hopelessness? So first of all, Anna, I am sending so much love and hugs to you right now. And I want to start by saying to everyone, if you are in a state of crisis where everything seems hopeless, or you are having thoughts about suicide, please call the National Crisis and Suicide Hotline. In the United States, that's 988 in most areas. I'm also going to put a link in the show notes that lists various crisis hotlines around the world. So that's the first thing you're going to do if you are in a crisis situation right now. For the purposes of the rest of this episode, we're going to assume that you are not in a state of crisis. So our listener was looking for ways to ensure that their magic will free them from their shackles. So let's talk about magic for just a little bit. You know, when you listen to this podcast or you take a class with me, you probably notice that my magic is very action oriented. In fact, I just got done telling everybody, you know, go take Jumpstart Your Magical Practice because it's all about achievement. It's about using magic to get things done in your life. 
And again, if you were in my workshop last week, you know I'm all about getting laser focused and being action oriented. I like teaching these type of things because I think it's what I'm good at. You know, but you haven't heard me talk very much about the more spiritual side of my witchcraft because it's something that I've struggled with and I still do at times. In fact, it's probably always going to be something that I'm working on. And when I say my spiritual side of witchcraft, I really mean the spiritual side of myself. So when I read this question, I thought this isn't something that I would use magic for. And by magic, in this case, I mean spellcraft. I wouldn't use that necessarily to help me in this situation. Now, are there spells that I can use to support myself through this? Or are there spells to help me find someone to help me with this work? Sure, but the work itself is deeper than spellcraft. This is shadow work. This is about doing that inner work, the part that we don't always like to face. It's about going really deep. Now, I don't know any of the details of Anna's situation, but let's take a step back and look at this from a more collective perspective because this is something that we all encounter at some point in our lives. It's part of the cycle of our spirit and of our life. We know this oftentimes, sometimes we don't know it. For some of us, we're very aware that this is where we are. And for some of us, it's hidden. But the point is that part of being human is experiencing this to some extent. I want to share a story about how I recognized this and addressed it or am addressing it in my own life. Now, the specifics don't matter here. Your trauma is not the same as mine and mine is not the same as yours, but every single one of us has experienced trauma in our lives. Some certainly more significant than others, but it's something that we have all experienced. Now, I've often described myself as a resilient person and I was proud of this, but my resiliency really meant never acknowledging the trauma, just pushing past it and trampling it into the ground as I forged ahead. And it got deeper and deeper and deeper, so much that I almost forgot it was there. And because of this, I became very focused on achievement in my life. And while I'm grateful for being able to achieve things, heck, you know, that's what I like teaching to other people. The wounds were still there and nothing really fully compensates for them. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like I pushed, you know, achievement aside or stopped doing magic for achievement, but I had to make room for another kind of work as well. So what happened was several years ago, it was around the winter solstice, I completed a journey, Anana. Now, Anana is a Sumerian goddess and her journey was one to the underworld. And during her descent, she needed to remove or lose, if you will, a piece of herself at each of the seven gates. At the first gate, Anana loses her crown, beginning to give up a little bit of her power. And then at each subsequent gate, she gives up another piece of herself. And as she's stripped of her adornments, she feels all of her power slipping away until finally she's standing naked in front of her sister, Arishkagal, in the underworld. So with each step of my journey, I gave up a little bit of who I am in this world until I felt like I was left with nothing but my spirit. Then during the ascent, I made conscious decisions of what pieces of myself I would pick back up. And with each step, I journaled about it and I drew a tarot card to help me reflect on the journey. And quite honestly, it seemed to be coming fairly easy to me. I was like, you know, this is great. I got this. No problem. And you know what happened? I got all the way to the end and I'm still telling myself like, 
this is good, I'm out of the dark, all is well. And the very last card that I drew, I was using the Wildwood Tarot deck, was the Guardian. And the Guardian would be close to the equivalent of the Devil card in a standard Waitsmith deck. I went and I pulled my journal back out as I was working on this episode. And after pulling this card, I wrote, and I quote, This last gate was the hardest one to go back through. I thought it would be easy ascending through, but fuck, the card I pulled is the Guardian, which basically says I have more work to do and I need to deal with my shadows. The description of this card by the authors Mark Ryan and John Matthews reads, The bleached white skeleton of a great cave bear stands sentinel in the night, guarding the entrance to a cave. The guardian spirit of the beast challenges those who would enter the cave of ancestral memory without understanding the nature of their own darkness. With the cave's open maw filled with jagged and sharp stalactites is an unknown and untrodden path. Its destination is shrouded in gloom. No inner light burns to show a way through. Before the path may be followed, the guardian must be faced and mastery of one's own fears achieved. So this is all about facing our shadows. And for me, at first, I was really, really taken aback. But if I was being honest with myself, I am a suppressor of things. You know, I forge through life sometimes with reckless abandon disguised as resiliency because that's what I'm supposed to do or what I think it is I'm supposed to do. But this hit me hard in that moment. And it made me realize there are still things that I needed to deal with. At that point, I began a journey of shadow work and ancestral healing. And it's a process, but here's the thing. This is a journey that we have to take. It's a journey that collectively we all take. It's the story told in the major arcana, but it's only one piece of the story. But the thing is, when we're there, when we are living that piece of the story, when we're in that place without the light, not able to see the path, it sometimes feels hopeless. But there's one thing for me that makes it a little bit better, and that's knowing what comes next. If we follow the journey through the major arcana, and we're looking at that devil card, so you know, that's where we are right now. If you look closely at the devil card from the Wade Smith deck, you'll see that the characters in the card have chains or shackles around their necks, but those chains are loose. The characters have the ability to remove the chains, and this is where the shadow work comes into play. As you continue on your journey, next comes the tower. And the tower is another card. You know, most people don't like it very much if they pull the tower card, because this is also a card of great change. It's like, you know, we faced our shadows, and once we do that, sometimes our whole life can be turned upside down. I mean, this is like upheaval, earthquake-like change. It's not slow and comfortable, and it still feels really, really messy. But the key is that we have to keep going because when we do, next we reach the star. And the star is there for us and it's illuminating the dark. It reminds us that there are powers and forces in play that are bigger than us. And it's there to show us the way. And while our stories are different, oftentimes that path is very, very similar. And while this part of our life journey can feel lonely, because quite honestly, no one else can do this work for us. They can support us, but they can't do it. But even though it feels lonely, there are so many of your fellow humans walking this path in parallel with you. So my best piece of advice is to find someone reputable to help you navigate this path of shadow work. If you need a recommendation, please email me at lilith at lilithamberly.com. 
The other thing that I found incredibly helpful was to work with someone that incorporated astrology into this work as well, because it helped me to understand the journey that my spirit was on during this incarnation. It didn't relieve me of the accountability for my actions or the responsibilities that I have in this life, but it did give me a greater perspective and it allowed me to grant myself some grace. So this is part of the spiritual side of witchcraft for me. It's the spiritual side of myself. It's working on myself to elevate my spirit just a little bit more each day. And what I found is when I tend to my spirit, my magic gets better. Just like an athlete tending to their body, their athletic ability is going to get better. If they don't take care of their body, you know, they're not going to be able to run as fast. They're not going to be able to throw the ball as far, whatever it is. So tending to our spirit is critical in our life and in this work. And when you do that, your magic gets better. This has to come first. If I had to pick, you know, between working on the spirit or working on my magic, you have to be able to do that spiritual work to be able to then make your magic better. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. Until next week, please take good care of yourself. Now, before you go, I want to make sure that we stay connected. So go ahead, join my VIP list. It's witchlifeacademy.lilithamberley.com forward slash resources. The link will be in the show notes. And I want you to join my VIP list because when you do, you're going to have access to all of my free resources, the ones that are there now and the ones that I publish in the future. You're also going to have access to any upcoming offers, programs, courses, etc. that are going to come out. So I don't want you to miss that. I want to make sure that we stay connected. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and give the show a rating. That's so important, especially for newer podcasts. I would really, really appreciate that. Until next time, I hope you have a most wonderful and magical day.